Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Our guest this morning is one of the most energetic and driven entrepreneurs I've ever met. With a background in investment banking, she turned her passion into a business in 2009. And that passion, combined with her financial acumen, led to an award-winning, successful business. Allison Grafton is the president and founder of Rockwood Custom Homes. The company has grown to 35 employees and has over 500 contractors from Calgary to the Okanagan. Allison's won many awards. We'd be here all day if I was listing them all. But her company is quickly catching up on the number of awards it's accumulating as well. She's here to chat business, leadership, and how to stay focused. Good morning, Allison. Good morning, Tara. Thanks for having me. It's fantastic. Of course. So for people who have not heard about Rockwood Homes, I don't know how you can't because your signs are everywhere now, but give us a little glimpse into what the company is. What's your focus? Um, Our focus is high-end custom home building, single-family residential homes we started with. That's still our major focus. Every home we do is incredibly dedicated and designed and built for uh, the family we're doing it for. So I'd say Rockwood has no everything's one of a kind in terms of what we build. And so single family, and then I've done, we had launched into the multifamily, but high luxury, like 18 luxury homes in one building. That was my residences of King Edward mm-hmm. in Martaloupe, which is a legacy, spectacular, spectacular building. Um, and we're also doing villa projects, um, Aspen and Abbey Farm and the benches in the Okanagan. These are Villas, you know, when people hear villa, they think small and simple. They're not. They're spectacular. They're just a bit higher density, so more people can, you know, be able to live in a specific area. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, we do we do all sorts of things. But the the construction is I've stuck to the niche of my vision, which was the very high-end market, and do it right with massive stewardship, value engineering still. People think when you build very expensive homes, it doesn't matter that people don't have budgets. It's not true at all. Mm. They have very significant budgets. And, you know, I I think that our niche has stayed the exact same. My focus, my drive, my vision for my company from 14 years ago to today is the same. We've grown, we've added, we've diversified, but at the same level. So let's talk about that vision. And 14 years ago, you're in the financial business yeah. and you're thinking, I, I love, I have a passion for design and, and, you know, the aesthetics part. I'm going to turn it into a business. How did you get there? Where'd your vision come from? Well, it wasn't until my hu- my husband, Kevin, and I, and we have three kids, mm-hmm. We I was working full time and we built probably built and renovated close to 17 houses by the time I started Rockwood. Mm. It was not, I didn't mean to start Rockwood. It wasn't my, oh my God, I'm going to be a home builder. Absolute opposite. I hired home builders, architects, designers to do our homes with me. Mm -hmm. And I just felt after, you know, by 2009, that there was a huge need in the market for a significant different option for people to go with. And I really felt that integrating a model, an integrated business model where architecture, entire build and entire interior design 
is all accountable to one group, and that needed to be me. Because I felt that when I was building and designing, there were some wonderful people, but the accountability was nothing. Mm -hmm. And that is how the kind of vision started for Rockwood. Fully integrated, highest of level, fully customer service driven, and customer care driven at the very high end. And I know that I didn't get all that. I wanted, you know, we, I dreamt that people would like move me into my new home and celebrate us and my family and my kids and what we had done. Nobody did that. So I wanted to celebrate our, you know, our clients. So we do everything from the very first pen to paper to the last toothbrush in the drawer when they move in. And the day they get their home, they live in that home. Their beds are made, their towels are hung. It is a spectacular experience. We're with Allison Grafton, the president and founder of Rockwood Homes. So what in you, Allison, I mean, obviously you had experience working with people who were able to build homes. Yep. And what in you allowed you to feel like, I can do this. I'm going to do it. Ha! Like, where does even, that come from? I think it comes from belief. Holy, anything's doable. And we live in an incredible province that is all about can do. You can be anything you want in Alberta. That is the most masterful, amazing part about living here. I knew that I had the financial acumen. I knew that I had very good taste, even though I'm not an interior designer. I had good eye. I knew how to run a company I just would be able to be a good leader and I could put the people together to execute a bigger vision than I could ever do on my own. And it's also trust, belief, and taking a massive leap of faith and believing in yourself and the people you brought around you. Do you think that the way you were raised had something to do with that? Because there are a lot of people out there who maybe do have that, the same financial acumen and they mm -hmm. they could probably lead a business, but mm -hmm. they just don't feel confident enough to jump off that cliff. So right. how, how did you have that? I grew up in a very entrepreneurial family. Um, my parents were very young when they had us, but they, you know, had different businesses. My dad was a pharmacist, but he also owned a pet store and a gift store. And my mom was an accountant, you know, became an accountant, but ran multiple businesses. So at like eight years old, I was stocking shelves and merchandising aisles and running a till at a drugstore. And I was all into the makeup and, you know, of the drugstore. So I would be able to, my dad would say, go ahead. And what do you think it should look like? And I would do that. They gave me the trust and faith and belief in myself. I was the only daughter. My dad only had brothers. My dad f believed in me every, for my whole life. And my mm -hmm. mom was just remarkable. They never said, you can't do that. They always said, you should try that. Mm -hmm. And so from a young life, I was very, I had a lot of belief that I could do that. So there's, were you ever scared of failing? I mean, oh. that's part of it, right? Oh, Fear yeah. of failure. Failure's something that people fear so deeply. But once you have failures, you truly know they won't kill you. Mm -hmm. If you can take the wisdom and if you can put your ego to the side and if you can take it for all it's worth, it's, they're brilliant. So I'm not afraid of failure. I'm afraid of not trying. I'm afraid of not executing and doing and being, living that big life and that dream uh, way more than I am a failure. And of course, I've had lots of failures that have all paid massive dividends. Hmm. Some hurt more than others, and that's okay. 
Right. You know, if people judge you for your failures, those people shouldn't be around you. They should be championing you. You bring up a good point. You know, how much of this can you also attribute to the people you surround yourself with? Yeah. I would say surrounding myself with the right people has been absolutely critical and knowing really soon who are not the right people. And some people you hang on to too long because it's painful and you don't want to have a conflict or a break. But I would say removing the toxicity from life and people that are toxic around you and not healthy and not for you. And I believe in celebrating and championing people's success. Um, I do that myself, you know, for everybody. Um, But when I don't get it back, I see it pretty clearly now. And I think I've surrounded myself with remarkable people. I share my all myself with my kids. Not all my problems, not all my issues, but I think I'm very open and I show them I can fail, but look at the huge success we've got in our life. And you guys should be doing the same. My oldest son, Ben, is a musician. That is his passion. It is his life. I thought he'd go into business because he's absolutely brilliant and do a few other things. Nope. He's following his passion for music and he's making it happen. And we're saying, go out there and do what you can, make it happen. And then... You know, if that doesn't work, you're going to find the next thing that's going to work. And with all of our kids, that's our our guidance. Both Kevin and I, we have three kids that are three different people than ourselves. Mm-hmm. And we've had to allow huge amounts of, um, you know, breadth and, and to do what they need to do for themselves. But they see two very successful parents with a healthy, good marriage that, uh, you know, do what we do. But success isn't money. Success is much more about our happiness. And Rockwood made me happy. I think that I stopped everything in my path. I started Rockwood. I showed them that, okay, I don't know what's going to happen with the money. I don't know what's going to happen, what our life's going to look like, but I really want to go after this because I think I'll be really successful and it will be fulfilling. And they see that. We're going to take a quick break. We're with Allison Grafton, president and founder of Rockwood Homes. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. We're back with Allison Grafton, the president and founder of Rockwood Homes. And we also have to quickly mention our sponsor, Calgary Economic Developments. We always appreciate their help in keeping Calgary Next on the air. So, Allison, before the break, you were talking about your passions and how you make things work and what has driven you. For somebody listening in their car or at home, how do you help them understand what you can get out of going for your dreams. Oh, I think what you can get out of going for your dreams is incredible soul fulfillment. Like, even if there's a failure in there, it doesn't matter. You build courage, you build confidence, you build relationships you never knew would exist if you hadn't gone for your dreams. You build you learn so much. And I am a lifelong learner. I'm a voracious reader. I want to learn things that look hard. Let me try, even though, I mean, some of them I still can't do. But I I think 
it's fulfillment. It's like, I don't have any regrets because I am actually going after my dream and I'm living my purpose and my passion now. Um, and I know people say that it's such a statement, like a, people say, you know, oh, I live all the self-help talk books, live mm-hmm. your purpose. It's hard. It's hard to live your purpose and your passion. It, it takes a lot of try and trial and error. You've got to be prepared for the trial and error. And you've got to be prepared to talk to a lot of people about your ideas. Your vision will grow and change and develop. Your, your goals may change a little with more that you learn from others mm-hmm. and their experience. You know, really be open to listening to other people and taking feedback. None of us are above all of that, even if we're incredible at what we do. That's a good, uh, I'd like to jump on that with the taking feedback piece because you've got a wide generational um, span with the people who work for you, right? Like we're kind of in this place right now Mm -hmm. at work where we have four generations all working together and they all want different things and need different things. And they all have different perspectives and different judgments. So how do you make that work in terms of giving feedback and listening? Like how do you see your leadership skills at work there? I am a very straightforward leader. Everybody always knows exactly where they sit so they can feel open to come to me to talk about everything. And I do listen. I do provide clear feedback. Um, I take a lot of feedback. I have 35 employees. At least 60% of them have been with me for, you know, anywhere from 10 to 15 years. They are an incredible group of people from the age of 22 to 54. Um, We're 70% female, which is unbelievable in the construction industry. Mm. We have a heavy, you know, interior design. The men and the women need different things too. They, and I have a relationship with each and every one of them that as a leader, I reach out, I connect, I help them through things, but I'm also really clear and I'm going to expect my standards, my principles, the integrity and the value system of Rockwood to every day be how they operate as well. And when that's not on, that's when the discussions come in very quickly. So I'm a quick to act, thoughtful to act in my actions. I listen, my door's always wide open and my phone's on 24-7 for my team. Hmm. And I think I'm a very engaged leader. And I think they would say that. What do you see the differences are between the young ones in the in their 20s and the older generations in terms of what they need from you? How do you deal with that differently? The young ones like need more slow. They can't just, you know, be expected to be everything mm-hmm. that they are hired into their role for. That is like Navy SEAL Rockwood training. It takes years and it's all about giving them enough in at times that they can succeed in. And I just talk to them maybe a little bit differently. Maybe it's just a little bit, you know, hey, let's have five minutes. How are you doing? How's this Mm -hmm. feeling? Mm -hmm. What are you learning? Are you getting the support you need from my leadership team? Um, And I just connect with them personally. I've noticed that uh, the younger generations really want to understand their career track right out of the gate. Yes, And to find younger generations that are deeply committed, if you stick to something and you engage and you commit, your success will be significantly higher and stronger. And when you don't and you're jumping all around, I look at resumes and if I see multiple jobs, they don't even get to sit with me. It's not happening. That's interesting. Let's talk uh, about that a little bit because 
I've heard different perspectives on that. Some people, uh, when you have a resume where it looks like they've jumped from place to place and you ask them about it and they say, I, I, it wasn't a fit for me. Mm -hmm. I was not happy. I was not learning. Mm -hmm. I made the decision to move elsewhere because it wasn't working for me. Do you see that perspective at all? I 100% see that. But if it's habitual and it's way Mm -hmm. too many, no, it's not okay. You know how hard it is? Sometimes things are hard. Stick to it. Work through it. Find your courage. And then when you're done with it, if it hasn't got you there... Good. That's great. Make a good decision and move on. However, if it's too quick, too fast, you will never get out of any of those experiences what you could. Hmm. That's a that's a good perspective. Allison Grafton, the president and founder of Rockwood Homes, is with us today. So as a female leader, mm-hmm. now I, I want to get your perspective on this. There are a lot of women who say, I don't want to always be a female described as a female leader. Mm-hmm. I am a president and founder of a company. Why do I always have to have female attached to it? Well, maybe because I'm a that? female. Yep. Well, yep. I, I don't see that that's a negative connotation or distinction at all. I am a female leader. I am a leader. I'm they don't say male leader. No, they don't. And you know what? Isn't that just our life? I guess I could be offended by that or try to f- battle it back. I guess I, I have a lot of, you know, feminist tendencies and, vis- you know, ideologies. However, I just, when people say, I am proud to be a female leader, it's mm-hmm. hard to be a female and grow the ranks and create your own company in industries. I was in investment banking. That is not, you know, kind to women. I'm in construction. That is not kind to women. But I'm a woman. I'm a female. Thank God. That's probably why I'm so good at what I do. My femaleness. Oh, I love that. I love that perspective. I feel the same. Yeah. I've never been offended as uh, from being called uh, no. female. Strong female. Yeah. <laughs> I am a strong female. And I think a strong female actually could take out a strong male. So we're, you know, <laughs> we're strong. And but I um I love working. I have males, females, all sorts of people in my world and I am grateful for every single one of them both and I get you know I think I have perspectives I really understand the perspectives it's probably why I work so well in a constri- in a male dominated world mm-hmm. um, and you know we're moving towards females are moving towards you know exceptional more opportunities and they should I mean and right. and it's not like we're the 1960s we're 2023 but I've got you know three female leads on my team and two males and uh, that's a powerful group. I remember, you know, back many years ago, as a woman in uh, executive positions, some women felt like they needed to start to dress like men and act like men. There were even books yep. that were written about how suit to think up, like a man, suit up, yeah. And uh, mm-hmm. and I find that I agree with you, where it's being a female is actually such a strength. It's just a different perspective in that room. How about being just exactly who you are Mm -hmm. and not, and don't go into a room and try to play multiple roles. Go in there with your strength and you, and you are, you are enough. Mm -hmm. Be smart, be clever, bring your game and be you. And female or male, doesn't matter. Mm -hmm. And yeah, as a female, I'm I love my life. I love where I am. I'm 55 years old and have, you know, come a long way. And uh, yeah, Rockwood for sure is my passion, but people are, you know, my fulfillment. 
Allison, thank you so much for joining us today. I think this has been a great discussion. Rockwood Homes, how do people find you? Oh, our website, um, search Rockwood Custom Homes and you will see everything about us. You can actually go to that website because there's amazing things for you to see of all the things we do. You can see my amazing team. You can see all the places we are in Western Canada and the great stuff we've got on the go. It's exciting and it's, I think it's very inspirational. Allison Grafton, president and founder of Rockwood Custom Homes. Calgary Next is powered by Calgary Economic Development. Calgary is the place where bright minds and big ideas come together with an unmatched spirit to help solve global challenges. 911. 911. What's your emergency? Ah, I'm on a cruise ship. Ah, there was an explosion. Oh my God, the ship is sinking. I can't get out. There's water. Lock on your location. Stay with me. Hello? Are you there? Help is on the way. Angela Bassett and Peter Krause return in an all-new season of 911 on a new night. Thursday, March 14th on Global. Stream on Stack TV.